Hello, hello, people. We are back with my big-headed crew. It is me, Reagan, and we have a special guest for you guys today, our really good friend, Eric Nimchak. Eric, say hello to our lovely fans and friends. Hello, lovely fans and friends. What up, party people? So, um, I know you guys have heard about all the craziness we're good we're just gonna get right into this one today because like it's kind of late so i know y'all heard about the craziness in wba free agency so um i i'm gonna start with the chrissy Tolliver signing i was not expecting it didn't expect her to come back to los angeles uh i knew that washington wasn't gonna be able to get her because of the money situation but i honestly didn't think la would be a destination i'm excited as a sparks fan it makes me happy and I'm just tired of seeing her shoot threes and everybody else's faces. Now, like, we could relive that moment again. You know, I, I wasn't expecting it either. I'm happy she's back on our team. I'm just happy that she did not sign with the Lynx. I heard that she was talking to them. <laughs> I'm also very, 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 very excited that she did not sign with the Aces because they're already loaded. They don't need her. So it sounds like you're uh, more happy that she didn't sign with people than who she did sign with. Correct. That okay. sounds like okay. that. You know what that sounds like? If if I knew, if I didn't know any better, I would say Reagan sounds like a hater. But I kind of feel where she's coming from <laughs> because suffering, like I'm not gonna say suffering, but looking at that Sparks season last year and watching how they got blown out by Vegas the first game, imagine if they had a person like Chris Tolliver on the team. That blowout would have been far more worse than what it was. So I feel what she's saying. And then on top of that, being a Sparks fan, you don't want to see one of your favorite players in Minnesota Lynx, like, what is that color? Like, great, like a bluish, a weird bluish gray color. Like, you don't want to see her in that jersey. So I can understand. I mean, I would prefer her to be on Eric Sky, if we're honest, like over those teams. Yeah. If she didn't come She wasn't like- Eric Sky. She wasn't, she wasn't Eric Sky. And then they traded her for... Uh- <laughs> A bag of chips. Nothing, basically, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's true. But I would have preferred her to go back to Chicago instead of going to the Aces or, or the Lynx. I just, I those two teams, no. Like, the problem is, um, and I'm sure we'll talk about this later, the Sky have basically no room to do anything. Yeah. So. Half of the, which is what a lot of teams are going to go through, honestly. Like, like, that money. She, like, Chrissy Tolliver, I don't know if you guys saw but there was I guess there was a conference interview that she did and she basically said half of the reason why she left was money and a lot of teams didn't give her the offer that she felt she deserved which is cool all right I'll do respect secure the bag right (laughs) I mean that's what it's all about that's what the new CVA is about right yep like we really got Chrissy Fowler back for three years I'm excited ironically enough I have on a Chrissy Fowler shirt and that wasn't even on purpose I just threw something on today (laughs) so I let you know that I'm not even like a fake fan out here but if we're going to talk about LA, we have to talk about the trades. Like, do you do you think getting rid of Kaylani was worth it? Because it seems like right now it was, especially since Kaylani felt she wasn't getting enough playing time. And then they got uh, guards back. Uh, you have Brittany Sykes, who I think is actually going to help LA a lot in scoring coming off the bench. Um, I mean, the sparks are stacked at at the at the post position. Something needed to happen. We we need more depth on the bench. We need more three point shooting. We need more guard play. So it was. I, I think it was a great move on them. I think Atlanta also gets something that could help them. I mean, they're they're going to need a lot of help this season. But um, it's it's a starting point, right? 
Yeah, I think the Sparks really benefited from this because, well, two things. One, you said, you know, Brittany Sykes, she can become that microwave type player coming off the bench. Uh, you don't really need her to focus on anything else besides just shooting. Uh, and it, it helps her depth a lot. Like if you look at their team right now, they are, they're deep. They're a very deep team. And also, you know, when you, when you, when you think about how deep their front court is, there's a difference between having like a lot of players and good players. And I think Maria Vadiva is the better player than Kalani Braun is right now. So just getting her, just freeing up those minutes for her, you know, I think that would, that's going to benefit them not only just next year, but years in future years as well, because now that she gets those minutes, you know, she'll be more likely to stay. She'll there be more of an incentive in Atlanta. In Atlanta. No, no, no. I'm no, saying uh, the Diva. Oh, 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 because um, you know, she is a, a very uh, highly touted player over in Russia, mm-hmm. and if yeah. she's in LA, you know, feeling like she's not getting a very good deal, like she's not playing enough, she's just not going to show up. So yeah. if you can carve out a spot for her on the roster, and I think she earned it in limited minutes last year, she was pretty mm-hmm. good. She did play. So I would rather have her than Kalani Brown uh, right now. So I think it definitely benefited LA. Atlanta, I'm not sure yet. I don't think. It really, <laughs> I mean, well, hang on though. Like, I'm not sure it, it benefited or it um it addressed their needs. Right. Atlanta just. But they I have some know. needs. Like, uh, yeah, you're not gonna get it in like one free agency or one season. I I think they're just in a total rebuild mode right, right. now. Atlanta Atlanta needs outside shooting, and they need shot creation that's you don't need another post player yeah and then on top of that you get a post player that's kind of defensive minded and you already have that in billings anyway and then e williams so it's kind of like you you have people who can play defense but who can score the ball for you yeah i'm not really sure and then it's kind of weird like they traded for marie gulich in the draft last year and oh yeah they did yeah they did they did so and then she gets a few minutes a game this season and then you trade her again. So it's like, well, was that worth it? Like, what was the process there? I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I definitely, I, I agree with Eric with the whole, you know, it, there's a difference between having a lot of players and having really good players. I think That's we can all true. say the Lynx had, you know, a lot of players, but not really <laughs> good players. I mean, Another example, you could say Connecticut. They had a lot of players, but they weren't good. And look what happened to them in the finals. They have no bench. Right. They had no bench. Rather. That's a good example. So, it, like, it's kind of the same thing. Like, yeah, they got there. They got far. They beat LA in the semis, which a lot of people said LA was supposed to get there anyway. You beat LA in the semis, then you go to play Washington, and Washington beat you because one of the better team. And two, you guys had Alyssa Thomas playing, like, what, 40 minutes a game with two messed up labrums. So it's kind of like... Yeah, if you it's cool to have players, but if they're not good and don't mesh well, then nothing's really gonna matter at the end of the day. I mean, to yeah. that point, they got they were winning at halftime in game five. You can't get much closer than that. Yeah, but, true. Yeah, that's true. But overall, I agree. No, I mean, I, I agree with your point. They need depth. So Angel McCautry, a max deal. Two years at that. Would you have given her a max deal? I don't know if I would have because. For one, Angel McCautry hasn't played in, what, like a year and a half or something like that, roughly. And for two, like, you don't know which Angel McCautry you're getting when it comes down to it. Like, it, now, if Angel McCautry could show, like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can play the way I played before I got hurt, then cool. But if she, like, kind of, like, if she 
basically plays like the injured Adrian McCautry, I don't know if it's worth it. I don't know if I personally would have given her a max, but I think the aces were kind of, I think the aces are like in a win now mode instead of like, all right, let's see what happens. But do you think with the aces, do you think they're scarier with Angel or do you kind of think having Angel really will make a difference? Well, you, you kind of took the words away from me. I think the aces are just in win now mode. Um, you don't know how long you're going to be able to keep all your players together especially with the free agency that we're having this year, no telling what's going to happen next year or the years to come. Um, So I I definitely think they're trying to win now. Um, It'll be interesting to see how their roster shakes out. I I feel like they have a lot of, you know, players and a lot of decent players. Uh, So it'll, it'll be interesting to see who are actual role players, who are starters, and who's going to be that spark off the bench this year. Do you think Angel is ready to be a role player? No, that's a good question. The reason I ask is because when you talk about Angel McCartry, this isn't baseball where you can have, you can just load up on all the best players and it won't have any impact on each other. You got to be aware of diminishing returns here. Liz Cambage is going to need the ball. Angel Wilson is going to need the ball. You would probably benefit from K-Mac and uh, Kelsey Plum getting the ball as well. So we, our whole, and here's the thing. With Angel McCautry, the only thing the only thing we've seen from her in the WNBA is her with the Atlanta Dream, which has basically been mm-hmm. her team all these mm-hmm. years. Right? So, is she going to be able to adjust to having a lesser role in Las Vegas? That's my question. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think, and like you said, the only time we've seen her is pretty much when she's had her own team. Um, Maybe the injury and just kind of coming back and trying to get into things will will help with that transition. Or we've seen the type of relationship that the Aces have off the court and on the court. So maybe being in that environment will help. But I, I think that'll be kind of a hard transition for her. At least, you know, that's just my opinion. But Oh, by the way, um, one more thing. She is healthy right now. She's playing for Dynamo Curse. So, in Russia, yeah. In yeah. League, but that, that's a totally different game. So I don't know. Not- no, I mean that's still um, that's still relevant because a lot of people are gonna ask like, has she been playing basketball? Has she been doing anything? Because yeah. a lot of people yeah. don't. Well, yeah, no. Well, like a lot of people don't watch um, overseas, and a lot of people don't know that. Some people just see the WNBA, and that's all they know. Mm-hmm. But do you think like do you feel Angel takes some shots away from certain players, or is it do you think like it doesn't matter? Because I can understand, like you said, they they all need the ball. You could kind of compare it to like the I hate doing this, but you kind of compare it to like the Russell Westbrook and James Harden situation, where like both players are so ball dominant that like one day one might be on, or a rare occasion like yesterday when they both so happen to play well. But like, do you feel or can you see Angel kind of taking shots away from those dominant players? Yeah, I can. Um, that's why I asked: Is she ready to be more of a complimentary player, especially at this point in her career? I think we both. I think we all agree that the aces are at their best when they're getting Liz Cambage the ball. That's mm-hmm. true. The thing is, Angel, she is a good passer. She's a good shot creator for others, but sometimes that, that never matched the willingness to do so. So, I mean, it's again, it's all about the mentality for her. Um, I'm not sure if this really moves the needle for the aces as much as everyone thinks it does. I don't uh, think so either. At least when compared to the Sparks and Tolliver, you know, for instance, um, because Tolliver, you know, she's a player who can play off the ball who has mm-hmm. experience there, who does complement their pieces. Not sure if the fit is that is as great here, but I don't know. We'll see. 
But you have to remember, people were saying the Aces were going to win it all last year, and I, will, I didn't I think they would. When, yeah, not us, not us, but like people were like, oh, the Aces are championship favorites. And I was kind of like, I don't think so. Like they saw those, you know, first few games and like when they blew out the Sparks and like they had really good wins against these other teams. And they're just like, yeah, I think they're going to do something. But I think if anything, like some people are saying they're contenders. You, I guess you can say that, but I don't know if I would go as far as to say that they'd probably, I mean, you can't say anything. Season hasn't started, but like, Right now, I don't know if I can go as far as saying that they make it to the finals. Oh, hang on, hang on. One thing I need to say to address that. One of the main reasons I I was not sold on the Aces being a championship contender last year is because I did not think they were better than Washington. Mm. Washington were... got worse. Washington yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because that's they lost true. to the Oliver, right? That's true. you got to look at the landscape of the league as well when you're making these uh, arguments. I, I think I think the league is... is Oh, we're three days in a free agency, right? So, like, can't really- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, stuff is still going to be happening. Yeah, like, stuff is going to be happening even after this goes up. Like, we're going to be hearing things, and it's, I don't know if there's, I don't know if anything's going to blow our mind as much as the Chrissy Tolliver situation did, but like, I, I still think our minds are about to be blown soon. Right. So, so Morgan Tuck going to, uh, you know, see to Seattle via trade, I think. Maybe Seattle might be a good place for her. Maybe um, a change of scenery could help because she really didn't do much in Connecticut. Like, we saw what she did in college. But sometimes I let you know, like, just because you're good in college, you may not really be basically what you were in college in the pros. But do you feel like – because I feel like with Seattle's type of play, maybe it'll help because they like shooters. She can shoot a little bit. But, like, what do you feel? Like, do you think that it was a good trade for Connecticut? Do you think that maybe they could have got something else for it? Do you think that that it was, like, the right thing to do? Eric, I'll let you handle this one. <laughs> uh, yes, I think, well, Crystal, can you repeat the question? So, basically, do you feel like Connecticut gave up too much getting rid of Morgan Tuck. Do you feel? Do you also feel like because of where Morgan Tuck is now, she'll prosper a little bit better than she was in Connecticut? Like she'll get more of a chance, or is it kind of just like you think she's going to be the same player? Well, I think when you look at the career of Morgan Tuck thus far, you need to consider the knee injuries she had. I mean, she's had how many years has she really been healthy? You know, that's yeah. she's had a rough break with all the knee injuries going back to her days at UConn too. Um, but I think for Connecticut, she wasn't really in a good spot because in order for that team to play at its best, they needed to have Alyssa Thomas playing at the four, mm-hmm. which did not leave much room for Morgan Tuck to play anywhere because she's also a four and Alyssa Thomas is better than Morgan Tuck, let's be honest. <laughs> she is. <laughs> so I think, but I think Connecticut did well in that they, um, they were able to give, they were able to get something in return for her. Um, I think heading into the off season, we we weren't going to see her back in Connecticut just because of the situation. She would have commanded too much money and Connecticut yeah. needed, needed that money to spend elsewhere, which we saw happen shortly after. Um, so anytime, any, I think anytime you can get something in return for a player who isn't going to come back, you have to consider it to be a good move. As far as Seattle's perspective is concerned, uh, I'm not quite sure about the fit yet because, you know, mm-hmm. in Brianna Stewart and Natasha Howard, you've got a really good front court. And again, I'm not sure how many minutes are going to go around there, but maybe the change of scenery, maybe the different coaching philosophy will help her. Um, it's worth a shot. 
it's worth a shot. I mean, Sting is what they gave up, gave up for, just a pick. Look at how many times they give up. The, okay, here's the thing. That number seven pick they gave up has been traded two more times after yeah. that. Yeah. That has been traded once <laughs> a day. around. It's yeah. started, okay? So that kind of makes you, <laughs> makes you wonder how much people are actually valuing that pick, right? Yeah. So I think Seattle just, just saw this opportunity. It's like, hey, okay, here's a solid, versatile player who can come off our bench, anchor, anchor our front court off the bench, and um, she fits with what we want to do, so let's go for it. You know, we're not seeing anybody at number seven we anticipate being there who we really need right now, so why not? Yeah, I, I was gonna say that that pick that they've traded away, it's it's been traded once again twice now, um, and we're only on day three of free agency. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, three three times. Yeah, there we go. Um, it's been traded three times. We're only on day three of free agency, <laughs> and I'll be interested to see how many more times it gets traded. I think that goes to say that this. I think people are expecting this to be a one of the weaker drafts that we've had in a while. Um, but I, I'm still I'm still a little weary on how she would fit in Seattle, and I think it's just because that's just because, like Eric said, in Connecticut, she didn't really get a chance to prove what she had and what she could do. Um, I think it's gonna be I, I think it's gonna be kind of the same situation in Seattle. I mean, we saw what Natasha uh, Howard could do last yeah. year, so. Um, it is, I think it's going to be a lot of the same, but who knows? Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I mean, I, I'm not surprised they, they got rid of Morgan Tuck. I mean, I think they did that to clear up a little bit of money too. Like Eric said, I mean, they, they made moves to, to get Duana Bonner and to resign John Quo Jones. So I feel like that was partially a money move. Um, cause I don't think you, I don't I don't know if you could resign John Quell if you don't move her, especially when you know you're trying to go after Duana, which by the way, that trade right there, I I think that's pretty good for Connecticut, but at the same time, I don't know who's gonna give them the ball like that. I mean, you do have Jasmine Thomas, but I mean, who's gonna give them the ball? <laughs> Basically, like who who like they can't score basket themselves. And then on top of that, you don't even know if Courtney Williams is going to come back or Shakina Strickland. So if you're Connecticut at this point, what is your idea? Like, what do you do? Oh, well, you're right. They haven't signed uh, Shakina Strickland. They haven't signed Courtney Williams yet. Back. Um, <sighs> could we be seeing a championship team crumble? I, I don't Probably. know. I, I Probably. don't know. Um Oh, I didn't even think about that, to be honest. I did you have not. to remember they have no bench anymore either. Like, they did resign Heidemann back, but, like, again, she really didn't have much of a presence. Like, she, she barely played. So, and I'm not saying there's nothing, like, that's not a testament to her skill or anything, but that's just how Connecticut ran their team. Like, well, they really, well, they... Well, no, go ahead. The, if, okay, so if they aren't able to resign Strickland, if Strickland bounces... And maybe if Courtney Williams leaves too, then they will have enough money to improve their bench. Well, that's true. That's that. That's actually a really good point. But but what other yeah, free agents? What other free agents? I was just about are to say that. that. I was just about to say that. What what like who is going to be attracted to go there? I was Reagan beat me to it. I was just about to say that. Well, I don't want to put any negative energy into the air uh, as a sky <laughs> as a sky fan, but we still have some people who uh, are not signed. Um, 
who might want to maybe change the scenery. I don't know. Uh, I'm just saying they would have room. When you talk about a championship team, I thought when they traded for Bonner, I loved the move. I loved oh, yeah. it. Yeah, that was a good move. I that loved, was a good move. I thought it fit perfectly with them, and it really addressed what they were missing, which is somebody who can create shots for herself when the, when the pace bogs down, mm-hmm. who gets their free throw line. Um, and make free throws. That was a problem for Connecticut as well. But mm-hmm. that was that one thing. If Connecticut didn't play with pace last year, their offense really struggled. Duana Bonner would kind of negate that. But if they aren't able to bring back Strickland and Williams, then I think maybe that kind of negates uh, that the move. move. Yeah, because I was yeah. honestly ready to say Connecticut was going to be another top was going to be a top two seed again. But if they aren't able to bring back the rest of their house, well, I don't. <laughs> They basically have right now. They have the frame to the house, but they don't have anything else to go in the house. It's just empty. the heating and air conditioning. Exactly. <laughs> basically, it's just an empty house, and it's just like, like I like you said. I thought it was a really good move, and I, like I, I was actually kind of shocked. I mean, we we heard rumblings that Bonner was going to leave, but I was actually kind of shocked that Connecticut was the one that because she had to approve that trade, right? Like she had to say, "I want to go here." Or was it kind of just like one of those trades that was kind of just, it happened? As a cord player, yes. Yeah, so her one, I mean, I understand why people want to go to Connecticut, though. Like, they just had a finals appearance. They're a young team. Like you said, they could be stacked. But at the same time, you have to kind of be a little scared if you can't get those two scores back in, in Strickland or Williams. At least one of them back. Because you probably won't be able to get both. But, like, at least one of them back. Which brings me to another question. Which one would you rather have? Would you rather have Williams or would you rather have Strickland? I think this is a no-brainer. I would prefer to have Williams. I'd rather have Williams, but I don't think it's as... I think it's closer than Reagan says because, at least for Connecticut, Strickland was such a huge part of what they did as as far as three-point shooting is concerned. Like, she took so many of their three-point shots. Williams, not a three-point shooter. Um, And, you know, I love my... Williams is a mid-range jump shooter, albeit a very, very, very good one. But I I think she's she's kind of limited as as to what her ceiling is because of that. Um, Strickland's role was was very, very critical, and I don't know how do they replace that. If you if Courtney Williams leaves, you you lose somebody who, okay, maybe like an alpha dog score mentality. Well, you have that. You just got Dewana Bonner. If she if Strickland leaves. That's all of your three-point sets. Just go out the window. <laughs> Where are you getting three-point shooting from now, you know? That's they would try to get it with Dewana. Like, even though Dewana, I wouldn't I trust her with threes. But you know, I don't – yeah, I agree. Like, I don't trust her, but you know they're going to – just because she can launch them from, like, half court every so often, you know they're going to make a set for her. Like, no, let's be honest. Like, like Dewana – would throw up a shot and you're like, what is that? And it goes in. It's kind of like you're a coach. You're like, no, 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 no. Then it goes in. You're like, oh, okay. But you don't like, don't do it again. So I feel like that's, Except she they, do they would try. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, no, exactly. But like, I feel like they would try to use Dewana just like that. Like they definitely write a couple of like, like a couple of off the dribble threes for her. Like you already know, I don't think it's a good idea though, but we're not, we're not Connecticut. We're not Kurt Miller. I mean, there's no telling who's going to do. So the other, the, the, the big news from today, Skylar Diggins to Phoenix. Phoenix has their point guard, but the perimeter defense is still going to be a little bad. I mean, 
Sorry, Phoenix fans, it's true. It doesn't really help with their rebounding that much either. I mean, yeah, I don't know if I don't know if Skylar Diggins gets a whole bunch of rebounds like that, but the perimeter defense is gonna be bad. Rebounding is probably still gonna be bad, but they have a point guard. I mean, you gotta be happy at something if you're a Phoenix fan. Well, uh, what I think is good about this is it keeps them set up to at least maybe come to me at least maybe compete a little bit after Donna Trotsky retires. Reagan's mm-hmm. pointing at me, so she must agree. Y'all can't see it. Uh, <laughs> yes, true. 100% agree. Because That's like, Because I like, think about it, if they strike out this offseason, then it's basically like game over for that core. And you know Brittany Griner, she said before, yeah, I don't want to play anywhere but Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, if, if DT retires, <laughs> you, don't, you don't have anything else in the pipeline. But when Tarazi retires now, they'll have Diggins locked up, and they'll have BG locked up as well. And that's those are two players you can build around, you know. So now I think Phoenix is going to feel more confident pursuing other free agents in the offseason. Uh, they've already been linked to Bria Hartley. I think that's going to happen maybe sometime tomorrow. Uh, we'll see when this when this episode drops. I don't know. Maybe it'll already have happened. But uh, <laughs> now I think they'll feel more comfortable maybe going all in for maybe one last run for DT, knowing that even if they come up short, yeah. they'll still have somebody to build around. DT definitely on her way out soon. Yeah, and that, that was going to be my point. I think they are trying to avoid the rebuilding process. Um, Like Eric said, of course, BG said that she doesn't want to play anywhere but Phoenix, but I'm pretty sure that if it got to a point where she felt like Phoenix wasn't doing anything to help her bring a ring and bring a championship uh, back to that organization, that she would leave and she would go do that elsewhere. Um, I mean, I, I I think we've all known a couple of ring chasers. Um, and, it, it, and, and don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with it. I, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it at all. But I do think this was a good pickup just, you know, mainly for that. They they have someone there after DT decides that it's time to hang them up. I, I definitely probably be a ring chaser. I'm not even going to lie. If I'm like 35 and I don't have a ring yet, I'm going anywhere. Like I'm not going to Minnesota's door. I'm not going to LA's door. I'm not going to Washington's door. Like I, I'd be a ring chaser so bad that I'd sign one of the cheapest veteran minimum contracts just so I could be on a team. Like oh I don't even, I don't even care if I lead the league in hand claps. <laughs> I'm ring chasing. I'm trying to be on somebody's team and win the championship. Like, you guys will see me over there being the best hand clapper ever. Like, I'd be an all-star hand clapper just to ring chase. So I'm not even mad at it, honestly. But I don't think this was a ring chasing thing. I just honestly think no. that Skylar oh, was no. kind of fed up. With, like, she was just fed up with Dallas. I mean, you could tell. Like, there was just a whole bunch of displeasure with what was going on with Dallas, which is a, a lot of people seem to be unhappy with that organization. So I don't know what's going on within the organization, but... They're going to lose a lot of good players. Like, they lost Liz already. They lost Skyler. You know, uh, uh, you want to hold on to Enrique, so you better hope in a couple of years that Enrique is not like, hey, I'm done and I want to leave. So whatever it is, like, I think it's just that organization. It's something it's something in the water there, and they need to fix it. Something in the water. I sound like Beyonce. Did y'all know that? God. Eric, she's hating on me. Every time I get up here and try to sing for the people, which I think I sound lovely, she hates on me. Eric, I'm looking I'm for a good co-host. Sounds like a personal problem. I'm going to get up here and start singing Nickelback one day, and y'all really going to hate me. Ain't, you you going to sing? You going to join me, Eric? No. I'm not coming back. <laughs> you do that, I'm not coming back. 
<laughs> wow. So this one we're not surprised about. EDD coming back. Knew it was going to happen. Um, didn't think she was going to leave. She got a ring there. She's close to her family. Um, I believe Misa Min came back too, right? Or has that not happened yet? I think that's the thing that happened. Uh, I think it's. Or, a, I don't think it's happened yet, but I think it's a foregone conclusion that it. But will. it's going yeah. to happen. Yeah. 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 Basically, I mean, I, I, I would, I would want to definitely resign those two, especially Misa Min. Like, did you see what she did in the finals? She was half of the reason why they won, or a big reason rather, not half, but like a really big reason on why they they brought a championship to Washington. Did you know? Did you know? Okay, so EDD did the 50-40-90 thing, right, last year? Mm-hmm. Emma Mieseman did as well. You can but look no, it up. Nobody talked about it. Well, nobody talking about it because she's Emma Mieseman. And I was about to talking. say, yeah, because she's also because technically it didn't qualify because she didn't. She was like two three-pointers shy of it qualifying. But she did Dang. all. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, she's, she's a beast, and they need to keep her. Playoff Emma Mieseman is untouched, so. It's the thing, though. Like, people say playoff Emma. Playoff Emma was whole season Emma. It's just, like, people in yeah. attention. And then, like, it, and then to do it consistently, too. Like, it's one thing to to have those numbers, but consistently to do it. Yeah, and then to so make good. it look easy. Yeah. yeah, like, to make it look easy. And then she's young, too. She's so, like, Washington's going to have her for a long time. And that's the scary thing about that. I think... Trading for EDD was one of the best things that could have happened to Emma because it's yeah. not really in her DNA to be like if she really wanted to be one of the top, like an MVP candidate, I believe she could. But you hear, you, you hear, you've been hearing it ever since she came into the league like, oh, we're trying to get, she needs to shoot more, she needs to shoot more, she needs to be more dominant. That's just not who she is. But with Elena Deladon on the team, you've got somebody who Emma Mason is comfortable playing next to, comfortable playing behind, whatever. Yeah, she's comfortable playing second fiddle exactly. if, she, if exactly. she has to. Right, 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 right. So, yeah, I, I think, I mean, this is it's, it's a no-brainer. They're, uh, they lost KT, which is a big blow to them, but as long as you got that front court, I mean, there's so much skill there. They're, they're going to be a contender anyway, so. Then, not only that, like, I think a lot of teams would like playing with the person, like Reagan said, that doesn't mind kind of just saying, all right, you know, you could take over. I'm cool doing what I ought to do. And then still dropping buckets. Like, most people who do that don't even drop buckets like that. Like, Emma Misamin will drop a smooth 26 on your head. You won't even know because it's like she's so finesse. And then, like, the way she does it, it's she makes it just look completely easy. There's no four shots. There's nothing. Like, she just makes it look completely easy, especially for her size. It's it's just crazy. It's, it's actually really fun to watch. Yeah, she's she's really good. Now I'm not even gonna um I'm not gonna Eric can tell you I was practicing this name. I'm not gonna butcher <laughs> this name. <laughs> but I'm gonna call her a stew. A stew. A stew just got sent to Dallas. And I know Eric probably feels away because you know she was on his team. But she had a really good year last season and, and I think that's what opened people's eyes to actually wanting to be receptive to them coming on their team. Are you gonna miss her, Eric? Okay, first of all, it's Astu Ndu. Right? <laughs> the official pronunciation. Astu Ndu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got it. You got it. You got it. Um, yeah, I am going to miss her. Uh, she was a very productive player for this guy, especially after Gentile Lavender went down. I think when she was put in the starting lineup, she helped a lot with rebounding and uh, basically playing within the system on offense. Um, she's not a player who 
needs the ball in her hand. She's not going to take a lot of bad shots. She's got a lot of length. She can block some shots. Um, but like you said, she was going to be very sought after after her performance last year. And the Sky have some other people to resign, namely their entire backcourt. So I don't think they were going to be able to keep Ndu. Uh, someone was going to offer a lot of money to her, which ended up being in Atlanta. Um, Chicago offered, offered Chicago matched that right would. away, but th- the writing was on the wall. They wouldn't be able to keep her and everyone else. So um, I'm not that happy with the return, which was Phoenix's 2021 pick. So unless something completely weird happens and they go under this year, uh, it's not going to be that good of a return. But again, I go back to the point. If you know someone's going to leave for nothing, you, you got to well leave something with it. And yeah, I always say that makes sense. You never know what's going to happen as far as the draft order is concerned or what might happen in the future. So I will miss her, uh, but it's better than losing her for nothing. Yeah. Um, look at Eric Shornoff that he knows how to how to pronounce someone's name correctly. <laughs> There's a video of it. I could I could I could link it to her. She actually says it herself. So. I'm gonna be practicing that. No but no. Um, she she definitely did have a breakout year last year. Uh, so like they said, it's, it's really no surprise um, that she was going to be sought after. Um, but I, I you know I'm hoping that she continues it this year. I I really am, and um, it sucks that uh, Chicago has to wait until next year uh, to <laughs> to actually get a return on this. But who knows? Who knows what could happen? I mean, something. I hope nothing bad happens, but something drastic could happen. And I thought Reggie was going to be petty. I thought you were going to be petty and say it sucks. Chicago has to wait for next year for anybody to sign as a free agent. That's what oh, I thought no. you was about to no, say. No, no, that's no. what it sounded like. But you know, I have a petty mind. No, so I just I thought that's where you were going. I was like, oh, Reagan's petty. No, 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 not towards people I like. Yeah, see, I, I like I like Reagan too, but I still got to be petty. I mean, look if if you want to be petty, even though this is unrelated, just mention um, Reagan's Saints and how they choke every year, and and they're like, see, there you go. You can't see her face, but it happens. It look at that. But see, yeah, a, a stew, a stew, do right. No, you gotta do, say with the ad, you gotta say with the. Mm. It's stu Well, either way, she's either way. I think she's gonna be a key player for Dallas, and I think Brian got him one. I just don't know about Dallas as a team how well they'll be. Hopefully, they have a chance. Like I was telling Eric earlier, they have a chance, which doesn't necessarily mean like a playoff chance, but they have a chance to be better, which is always, I guess, a great thing. But you did lose a key piece in in Skyler, so it's kind of like. Like how far can you go? Even if you have, I'm gonna try it again. A stew, do, do, do. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Look, look, listen. You should have heard Reagan trying to say Giannis's name. You think I'm bad? You think yes, I'm terrible? Yeah. Oh, Giannis yeah, tempo. That's See? wrong. No, it's not. I bet you was correct. <laughs> look it up. <laughs> But moving on, Rebecca Brunson officially retires. I think we all kind of knew which way it was going. And now she is uh, an assistant coach for the Lynx. 
joining Show Reeve and um, Katie. Uh, what is Katie Smith? I almost I drew a blank. <laughs> joining Show Reeves and Katie Smith. Do you think that this is a good move for uh, the front office for the Lynx as far as like coaching staff goes, or or do you think they should have went to another direction? I mean, they keep someone who knows the system, who's who's been there, who's done that. She's won championships with this team. Um, she she knows their coaching staff or, you know, what they do have of what they had last year um, still. So I think it was a good move for them. I think it was a good move for her. Uh, we, we all know it was kind of time for her to hang them up, or maybe that's what we were kind of hoping. But, um, no, I, I think it was a good move all around. I agree. I really have no opinion on this. Uh, when you talk about coaching, like, yeah, the title is official now, but how much coaching was Rebecca Brunson doing in the past year when she was inactive, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. That is sure. true. That is true. People think they could just go up there and, and because they have experience, they could be a good coach. Cough, cough, Derek Fisher, you know? <laughs> but you going to have, hopefully, hopefully, though, for her sake, She's not a Derek Fisher. But I'm not even tripping about Derek Fisher no more because we got Chrissy Tolliver and she can coach. Let her coach the team. I'm pretty sure she'd be way better than that guy anyway. Uh, I, I saw that I, I saw that idea somewhere before. I forget where. Oh, I mean, hey. He he did. He did. Eric did. Mr. Nimchak himself tweeted it. But even uh, before Eric, you know, even before he tweeted it, I look, he was thinking the same thing. I was just like, and then then I guess apparently during that interview. I'm backtrack a little bit. Chrissy Tolver was talking about how of a smooth, much of a smooth talker Derek Fisher was, and I was just like, "Of course he's a smooth talker. All people who don't know what they're doing have something good about them that they could do." So it's like, yeah, but she said she feels like he's a genuine dude. I just hope he doesn't run KT off of the team after we just got her back. I would cry. I'd feel hurt, and then I'm gonna blame Eric for it. Why? So. Have you guys heard that now, of course, in the Olympics, there'll be three-on-three basketball, but now WBA players are going to get a chance to actually compete on three-on-three qualifiers. So if you could make up a three-on-three team to qualify, who would be on your team? Eric, you got this one. Uh, <laughs> hang on. I need to see who's in the pool. Yeah, um, that's what I said. I, we... I mean, you can – you can. I, I'll, I'll, I'll make my team, so – for post presence, I'm gonna go with BG because need you know, especially with three on three. Well, you could have. Well, I'm just saying in general, like even if they were, I'm just because I'm just taking from the Team USA pool in general. So like, like that's how I'm doing it because like if I could do it like that, then I'd pick BG because you have to have a post presence and like if it's three on three, I mean she's she who's who's really gonna get all up in there um, for point guards. For three-on-three, three, I'll pick somebody like Diggins because they're kind of quick. And then if I had to make pick somebody else, I'd probably go with NECA. That would be my three. Okay. That's, that's, that's not a bad three. I don't know who is in the pool, in the pool because I saw, I saw that a long time ago, and I just never wrote it down. Um, I know Kelsey Plum is in the pool. Um, yeah, she is. So, because I know she's in the pool, I'll go, I'll go Kelsey Plum, and then if I if I just have to pick, you know, three, two more people, just from the players in the WNBA, 
I'll go plum. I'll go. Uh, I'll go Asia Wilson. That was and a good pick. I also know Chelsea Gray is in the poll. So plum. Uh, Actually, no. Yes, plum. Chelsea oh. Gray and Asia Wilson. All right, y'all. Uh, okay, so I'm actually looking at the three by three pool, so I'm following the rules. Uh, <laughs> like you guys. Uh, and also, um, also, little known fact about three on three basketball, you actually get four people. Four people, yeah, I know. Yeah, that. four people. Yeah. Yeah. So I will pick Kelsey Plum. I agree. Kelsey Plum. Um, Stephanie Dolson is in the pool, and she's basically. The only post player. The only post player, so by default. So, yeah, her, <laughs> by default. Um, Nafisa Collier, I think I really like her three-on-three basketball because she's so versatile. And then... Uh, <laughs> maybe Katie Lou Samuelson for that shooting. I thought you were going to pick Cloud, actually. Cloud's a great player. She's good. It's just the three-by-three three game is a little different than the five-on-five five game. So True. That's very true. Anyway, that would be my... Uh, very UConn heavy three by three team. I was about to say you picked all UConn players. Did you except for Kelsey Plum? I did. I mean, I mean, UConn has good products though. You know, you can't really go wrong. Like you, I mean, there's a couple of players you can go wrong with picking, but like you Kelly can't. Ferris is also wrong with cool, but I would not pick her if that if that makes you feel any better. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I, I, I was, that, but. yeah, I, I, I was trying not to either, but yeah, I probably wouldn't pick Kelly Fairs either. I probably would bypass that, and and like, if since we're following the rules, I'll play the the I'll play it correctly this time. So I'd pick Plum because you definitely need a point guard. I think uh, three on three, she'd work really well. Did you pick four players or three players, Eric? Four. I picked four because I was following the rules. Um. Nafisha Collier, um, Dolson, like you said, because she's like the only the only post player. I did not pick Alicia Gray. Those are my four, since we follow in the rules now. I, I have a question. How is Dolson the only uh, post I have no idea. in this whole like how? I have no idea. Maybe it'll change when when that time actually comes. Maybe they'll add more people to the pool, but I have no idea. You know, um, that's 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 a good point. That might be uh, that might be a thing. Uh, yeah. I forgot what I was gonna say. Uh, recently, three by three, it was um, Sabrina Unescu, Ruthie Hebert. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kristen Williams yeah. and I forget who else. Um, so somebody who might be a uh, an option heading forward would be Ruthie Hebert. Yeah. As post players. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm not. I don't, I don't really know how the USA basketball people um, make their decisions. I would love to, but I don't. So I'm I'm not gonna follow the rules. So I'm not gonna pick another three. All right, Rebel. <laughs> I make my own rules, so I'm gonna say. So I, I do have a, I do have a question though, and I know KT wants to get to something, but oh, no, you we, we we know that the rosters aren't complete. Um, and we know there's a lot of other things to consider. But right now, who would you say your favorite is to win the, the championship at this moment? 
As in, like, the WBA championship? I just want to clarify. Yes. Okay, I was just trying to clarify. Don't look at me crazy. Don't look at me crazy. We're going we to fight so you get off here. WBA championship as of right now. Um, LA, obviously. And second. Um, I don't see who else. LA would be my pick, but I'm trying to have more than just one pick. It would be my, my pick. Because of, like, the pieces that they have so far. Eric, what about you? I agree. I think L.A. has the most talented and deepest roster. Uh, Coaching, not so sure about, but I think they're in a better (laughs) position last year. I think they're in a better position last year as far as uh, balance on their roster. And, um, yeah, I just think they have the best team right now. Okay. Okay. Um. I, I was going to say L.A. as well. I think a sneaky, and maybe not a really sneaky pick, but maybe a sneaky pick could be Seattle. I mean, they're they're getting some pieces back this year, but I don't see them having a deep bench. So that, that could possibly be their downfall. Yeah, I didn't want to say Seattle because of that reason. Like, I thought about it, but I was just like, I don't know if – if their lack of a bench can like they may get there, but I don't know if they can win. I mean, it'd be the same thing, kind of like Connecticut, how they got there. But like, even though they had a good game five, they didn't win it. So I feel like maybe if they had, basically, basically. So that's why I didn't want to pick it. So, but it's kind of I, I can see that though. I can see that pick. I mean, you could kind of throw Connecticut in there again if they get you know if if Williams or Strickland comes back if one of them decides to come back, but. Yeah, I I didn't want to pick Seattle though because I was a little a little scared what that bench might look like. So Eric, I know you're happy about this. Lauren Jackson, one of your favorite WNBA players, is going to the Hall of Fame. Yes. Uh, I, I I I had to bring her up first because I know your love for Lauren Jackson, <laughs> as well as in that group is Swin Cash and Tiffany Ketchins who are all really really dope players. But I just I know he loves Lauren Jackson, so I just felt the need for Eric <laughs> to bring her up first. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, um, for those of you who don't know, Lauren Jackson is the reason why I watched the WNBA, or rather, she was the first WNBA player who really caught my eye. I was just like, wow, this this, this she's a really good player. Um, <laughs> and I think she kind of gets lost in the conversation as far as you know the greatest of all time or whatever among WNBA fans because people don't take into account the international experience. Mm-hmm. She was so she was the reason why Australian basketball was competing with the U.S. for all those years. Um, when we talk about the Basketball Hall of Fame, like it's not just Americans. So, <laughs> in, in my opinion, she's the greatest ever, and I do have that bit of sentimental connection with Lauren Jackson. So, very happy she's getting her due. Okay. And then there's some other players too, right? Yeah. Uh, swing cash and to be catchings, and then of yeah. course you have some others, but those yeah. were yeah those people it, the three main ones. Yeah, <laughs> those are the three main ones that were being. To be catchings was okay and, too, I guess. Yeah, you know she was she was she was I you know uh, just one uh, defensive player of the year a few times. You you know, I, I would just like to say. I had to hear a lot about Tamika Catchings in my household because she was my dad's favorite player. So in return, she was one of my favorite players. And I would just like to say I fangirled the other day <laughs> because she was calling a basketball game that I just happened to be working. And um, 
if I, I I would be lying to you if I didn't tell you that I didn't put my pass in my backpack after the game and sit down <laughs> and acted like a fan for a minute. So I'm happy for Tamika though. She's really nice. So Tamika Catchins is is probably one of the nicest WNBA players you'll meet. Like I've met her uh, the year she retired when they had that huge retirement tour, and I. In my, like, I was calm on the outside, but my inside might have been how Reagan was reacting, like, on the outside. Because I already knew I kind of freaked out. I freaked out when I met a few players, but I think Tamika Ketchins, it's, it's kind of like you said, like, that's a legend. It's not every day you meet a lot of legends in, in sports, so when you actually can meet them and take a picture and they're cool and they're nice, I think it just does something to you. Like, it makes you realize, like, yeah, basketball was something that they did. This is going to be really cliche. Basketball is something that they did, but not who they was. Yeah. yeah and she's, she's really not, she's really approachable. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. she is. And like, like, like Eric said, going back to um, Lauren Jackson, I'm going to miss those battles she had with Lisa Leslie. Like those battles, watching those two go against each other was some of the greatest basketball I've seen, whether it's men or women. That was some of the greatest post play I have seen in a long time. That was one of the, like the original player rivalries. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It, but I think I think we can go last thing for the night. I think we can go into the keep it one hundred thing. Uh, Eric, I don't know if you know about this, but it's pretty much just a question. You keep it all the way one hundred with us. We try to keep it non sports related, but tonight I have a sports related question, just to keep it in the WNBA here. Ooh, okay. Fancy. Um, so I know, um, I know this has been in talks for a minute. A lot of fans talk about it all the time on Twitter. But if the w- WNBA does expand, what cities do you think they would expand to? Are you asking me? Yeah, all, all of us. Either one of y'all, yeah. <laughs> Crystal, you go. Go ahead. Oh, man, I was thinking. Why did I have to go? Okay, never mind. Um, I'll go. I'll go. Um, <laughs> okay. I think if you're going to expand, you need to put a team back in Houston, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because the Houston Comets won the first four championships in WNBA history, and now they just don't exist? That just doesn't sit well with me. That I don't like that. And then also, and then because I like to have things in even numbers, um, also put a team back in Sacramento. I agree. Okay, that would work. Not as strong of an opinion on that one, but I I think those are the two locations. Because I feel like, no, like you got to embrace the history of the league, right? At that point, it was totally different, not just in the WNBA, but culturally speaking, too. People weren't sure if this was going to work, you know? So I think the WNBA is now this pillar of excellence in women's sports to show that, yes, this, this can be possible. So what better way to celebrate that than to put teams back in the locations where it all started? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, def- I 100% agree on the Houston team. Uh, I, I wasn't so much thinking of the Sacramento team. Uh, I was going to say put one in the Bay Area, but I guess that's close enough. Um, or, I mean, even put one in Portland. They, I, I've seen, and I know this is a totally different sport, but I've seen the way that they embrace their NWSL team, and I can only think of what they would do with an NBA, I mean, a WNBA team out there. So, I, I would say Portland and Houston. I'm still, I'm still thinking, cause like 
do you I, I'm still thinking because I do know places like oh man well I don't know yeah. that's Portland did have a WNBA team though yeah, oh, Portland did. I would say, yeah, I was. Gonna, I didn't want to interrupt your thought. I didn't want to interrupt your thought, but yeah, they did. Well, bring them back. See, see, that's the thing. That's that's what I was gonna. That's my next question. I was going to ask, does it like, do you want new cities or old cities just to get their teams again? Because that's what I was about to ask before. Like, does it not matter? It well, it it doesn't really matter because it would still be an expansion, even if they do bring the old teams back. That's uh-huh. still an expansion because they they folded. I'm or trying they moved. to think. I'm trying to think of a place that might be receptive to them. And I think that's what's kind of like making me go deep thought. Cause I'm kind of like, okay, then which, which city is really receptive to women's basketball? Um, what about like, this is just, I don't know, man. Cause I was going to just throw it out there and say like Tennessee because of the lady Vols and their history. But like, I don't know if that'd be very receptive. But where is so it? that like Nashville I don't think Nashville will, will be receptive. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like it's not very receptive. So I'm try- I'm trying to think of like a place. I mean, you could put one back down in 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 Florida because I know when they did that preseason uh, stuff yeah. a few years ago, that worked really well for them. Again, they had a team in Miami a long time ago. So like, maybe bringing back a team in 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 Florida, not necessarily Miami, but like maybe Orlando or like Kissimmee or somewhere like that. And uh, let's see, Florida and probably like. I don't know. I, yeah, maybe Florida and just Houston. Like that's the only thing I could really think of right now. Two good answers. Well, yeah, those are some good answers. So I think we're all for bringing like the older teams back and expanding it that way instead of trying something kind of new. I guess you could say. Well, it would all depend on on what kind of ownership in those areas is willing to. Yeah, you can't just. You can't just plant a WNBA team there out of thin air and be like, oh, okay, yeah. here's, here's WNBA. Oh, yeah. Definitely <laughs> not. And be like, here, here's a team. I hope you like it. Because you well, have like, to make I, sure you're, you're... Yeah, basically. Yeah. I know, like... And the reason I always go for the Bay Area is because I know the owners out there wanted one when the yeah. Sparks were looking for a new home. So I, I feel like if they were still... You know, if they were still ready for a team, then, I mean, why not give it a try? especially because we have someone that's looking to bring something new to an area where it's kind of never been before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I thought that could have been um, a good idea, but yeah, those were, those were some good answers. I, th- I think some people will be satisfied with those answers, but KT, do you have anything else? I, I, I didn't. Um, I thought I had another question, but I didn't. Eric, do you have one? Uh, you're not, you're not participating in the segment. I'm participating in the segment. I just don't have a question (laughs) for the moment. Wow. This is your show. You don't have a question? Jeez, I didn't come up with one at the at the moment. See, they they just be gutted for me. It's because I'm black, honestly. You want me to ask a question now, right? If you win, you want to. You just I have a question. But I was going to go last because, like, this is your show. So ask it. You're a guest. We're, we're letting you have the floor. Oh, okay. All right. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. This is uh this is a question for for both of you. I don't really mind who answers. Uh, who do you think is going to win in fantasy this week, me or Crystal? <laughs> oh my God! First of all. <laughs> 
if nobody they don't know for y'all who don't know we're in this fantasy league and yes i'll say it i'm in like the last place <laughs> do i care no because i'm about to be the best last place person ever and i'm gonna still talk all my trash i'm like what like two and 15 or something like that but it don't even matter it don't even matter because half We're of my 14, players Two and fourteen. Well, I'm two and fourteen, and half of my players are hurt. And then Eric be trying to trade for everybody. I'm not letting nobody go. I don't care if I'm two and fourteen. It don't even matter. My my hurt team, and I'm I'm like bad in both of the leagues, not just one. That's a little secret, Reagan. I suck in both. <laughs> like I'm, but I'm honest about it. I can. I, I I don't know if I'm last in both, but I do know I'm last in in like the main one. But it's okay because Eric talked all that trash and watch out watch I end up winning, and then I'm gonna end up bragging about it on the next episode about how I beat him. Since he's trying to be funny, he tried to come over here and trash me, talk about you ain't got no question, and then he gonna come in here talking about fantasy. It's cool, it's whatever. It's I just cool. asked the question. He did. You didn't answer it's it, by the way. You didn't. I I did answer it. I'll answer the question. I'll answer the question. I think Eric is going to win. I would just like to say, though, like, Eric, for some reason, Eric is very good at fantasy. I know why. He's He, he looks he's, really into the stats and everything. Very like, analytical. I was about to yeah, say, he, yeah. He's a, he's a stats nerd. And, I mean, it, he plays it to his advantage. So, he's going to win. But I will say, I made a trade like a month ago with two people in the in the league one one of them just happened to be Eric and all of a sudden I went from like second to last place all the way up to what where am I now to like what sixth place I'm fine with that because that means I'm in the playoffs I may have to play Eric but last week Eric was probably scared that I was gonna beat him so so yeah yeah just laugh at me I'm I'm the Atlanta dream of the fantasy basketball, woo-woo, whatever. Like, that's fine. But guess what? Guess what? I'm still going to talk about trash, though. I'm still going to talk about trash, though. So, you know what? I'm going to put, I'm going to go to the chat and just start writing a whole bunch of crazy stuff like I'm winning just to see if somebody's going to respond. But it's cool because, watch, whenever there's WNBA fantasy basketball, guess you're going to take that W. Me, first place. I'm winning it all. Oh, I'm winning it all, first place. Watch. I, I lost. I think I lost last year, but that was last year. Last season don't count. This is a new season. This is 2020. You know, I figured out how to play it now. We finna do this. Watch. Oh, y'all laughing, but watch. Championship. I'm gonna print me a little trophy. I'm gonna be extra. <laughs> Wait till I win. I'm gonna print me a little trophy, but it's okay. It's cool because this season is a lost cause for me in in fantasy uh, basketball, but. It's all right. I just hope um, Reagan loses since she trying to talk all this trash and be funny. Eric, oh, I hope you win. You, I didn't even I'm say something. He the one that called you out, bro. It's good sports. But I'm, like that. I'm rooting for him, though, because you over there talking, you were, just, I, you were laughing a little bit too hard over there, and I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I got offended. It's cool because I'm in last place. I don't think uh, I'm the only one. I think well, Reagan's I'm, losing by a lot, too. It's Oh, hush. The week just started and I'm hurt. Anyways, Eric, thank you for being on the show. Uh, bringing a, a little new perspective to uh, to the things that we talk about here. Please tell the people where they can follow you. Okay, you can follow me or not. I understand if you don't want to. At Nemchak E on Twitter. That is not my last name. It is my last name and my first initial. This is something that people get confused with for some reason. Um, 
is my last name and my first initial, Nemchak E, on Twitter. I also write for Swish Appeal at swishappeal.com. We cover the WNBA and NCAA and overseas basketball. Um, and we, uh, we've been bringing that coverage for most of the season, most of the offseason. And I will not log off, so you can catch me there basically every week. And yeah, uh, Eric's really good at, at what he does, people. So okay. give him a follow. And, and, and best believe we definitely going to have Eric back here again because he's fun. He just ain't going to be disrespecting my fantasy team no more, though. Um, for you, but... fantasy is basically over for you, so I can't really <laughs> Wow. You have people, people who are get... injured. You're not even using your injured list. <laughs> listen. Listen. Look. <laughs> See, what happened was... <laughs> it's okay. I'm going to have the number one pick next year, and I'm winning. I'm calling it. Speaking okay. it to existence. Okay. Anyways. Wow. Crystal, I don't even set my lineup in the other league, and I'm above you. <laughs> that is disrespectful. <laughs> That is disrespectful. I'm, I, I'm not coming back here next week. It's just going to be Reagan and Eric because they disrespectful. I'm not coming back. You see how they do me? This is so disrespectful. She, you know, like, she's like, ooh, I don't even set my lineup. I don't, I don't. even set. I don't even set my lineup, and I'm still. You sound like Matumbo. I don't even set my lineup, and I'm still ahead of you. See, that's messed up. Like, that's disrespectful. It's cool. It's whatever. Whatever. I'm gonna let her have it. Anyways, y'all know where y'all can follow us at Unwanted Pod. Once again, that is at Unwanted Pod. Follow me on Twitter at underscore rap twenty four underscore r a p two four. And then the unruly KT. What's your Twitter? Well, first of all, the the greatest person on Earth Twitter's page is Pup Tent Ten. P U P T E N T Ten again. P U P T E N T Ten. And I'm I'm sitting amongst a lot of haters. Wow, <laughs> Eric. <laughs> wow, he just tweeted me my terrible. My my terrible record. Wow. Okay, I have no friends here on this podcast. I just needed to give. I just needed to give the listeners some perspective because they might not know what's going on here. Oh uh, man! All right, y'all. That's all we got today. I will let y'all know how this all ends up. Ends up. I just t- retweeted um, Eric's picture of the fan <laughs> of the leagues on the on the podcast Twitter. So make sure to go check that out. Uh, like we always end the show, let your mamas listen, let your baby's mamas listen, your brothers, your sisters, and your grandmamas listen, and we out. I'll do the